The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and leather gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome, Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Here, all presented to you by our friends over at Fantasy Draft. Uh, please check them out again. Standardizing their rake on the higher end tournaments, twelve and a half percent. That's a good bit less than you're going to find on all the other sites. And of course, rake free. That means zero. That's right, zero commissions taken by the sites on their head-to-head games and with that they're going to uh, also be slowly but surely I know it's in development working on a a player blocker where you can uh, limit the number of people who can pick up your games currently though they also have the largest number of uh, players that you can put and say hey I don't want to play against Sahil I don't want to play against Osimo and you know I don't want them to pick up my head-to-head games so if you haven't tried them out check them out Great friends of the podcast and uh, doing good things in this industry. Of course, we head into this Monday. We're going to talk some NBA for us tonight. Hopefully you had a nice weekend in uh, NFL. If you played some guys from Seattle and uh, Houston, you probably did. And it's funny because I look back at that and um, I talked a little bit about it on the XM show on Sunday morning and had some exposure to it. But it, it was amazing to see how under-owned the uh, Houston side was in that game. Obviously, Russell Wilson, I think, kind of became semi-chalk, especially when the weather you know, kind of uh, became an issue out in Philadelphia. And I know a lot of people pivoted from Wentz to Russell Wilson. That worked out really well. Uh, but I'm surprised that we didn't have as many people run it back on the other side. And DeAndre Hopkins is a guy... That, uh, you know, you look at and, you know, yes, Richard Sherman is out there, but that's only half the field. And the other half is not particularly great. And we saw him have a monster day yesterday with Deshaun Watson. And he was sitting at like 2% in GPPs, which is just mind-boggling to me. Because, you know, if I'm running, I don't know, like, let's say you wanted to go above the field and say, uh, I'm going to go 30% Russ in my GPPs. Uh, I don't know why you probably wouldn't run Hopkins back on at least like 15% of those for this exact situation to play out. Like, you know, for Russ to have that really monstrous 400-yard game that he had, probably needed something to come back on the other side. And let's face it, there's really only one or two targets that it was going to be, and that was Fuller, and that was going to be... Uh, Hopkins, both of those guys ended up going ham. So that total game stack uh, definitely paid off for you. But uh, it was a decent weekend myself. Probably lost some money on FanDuel. 
uh, just chasing some GPPs more than I should have. But uh, DraftKings, excited that I got a King of the Beach ticket. Uh, this is the third time around that I've gotten a King of the Beach ticket. I think I had one in NFL last year. Or actually, I had two in NFL last year. And actually, that was it. I had two in NFL last year. And then this was obviously a big target of mine. It's one of my favorite tournaments that we've got in the industry just because it's a five-entry max. There's lower buy-ins. They're usually anywhere from a dollar, $3, $5, $20. The most they ever have is 100 and uh, I ended up binking the $20 cube. But talk about the range of emotions you get as a daily fantasy player. From hating team defense one second to absolutely loving it uh, because it was a early only uh, contest. So uh, it were over at the uh, end of the one o'clock games. And uh, basically it came down. I had like a 0.3 point lead over the guy in second place. And uh, I'm watching the games here. And he had the Patriots defense. I had the Saints defense. Uh, and that was really about all we kind of had going. It was tight, but that, those were going to be the deciders. And sure enough, Phillip Rivers goes down the field. They're trying to score at the last second. They throw it in the middle of the field, and they clock it with literally one second left. And I'm saying to myself, like, I feel like there's a 75% chance that he's going to throw an interception. Lo and behold, he threw an interception. Last play of the game. Zeros on the clock. And I lose, which is a pretty big swing. It's like a $7,000 ticket. Second place gets like 300 bucks. Uh, so yeah, that's a pretty big swing. My only hope was the rookie, Mitch Trubisky, to do the same thing. And sure enough, Chicago gets the ball back. They're down. They're chasing. They're trying to score. And Trubisky throws an interception, literally the second to last play of the game. And uh, I pop up two points and therefore win by point three. So I went from total heartbreak to total elation. Welcome to Daily Fantasy. I'm just happy I got to sweat it at four in the afternoon instead of having to, uh, you know, stay up you know, super late and sweat it all day long. Get it done with that day. But that was a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully I don't choke because I totally choked last year in this uh, semifinal round where you basically got to finish in the top, I think 30 to 40% right around there. And then you actually go to Key West and compete. And, you know, who doesn't want to go to Key West? I've never been to Key West. I live in Florida. But people are like, how do you never been to Key West? Key West is far. It is a long way. Like if you go to Miami, it's still like a five-hour drive from Miami, and uh, I'm not near Miami. I'm like five hours plus to get to Miami. So, uh, so yeah, it's a long way for me, but I'm looking forward to, to it. So hopefully I don't choke this go-round in that uh, semifinal round. But uh, there's my big sweat from the weekend. I saw Cubs fan finish not first, but first and second in the Millie Maker. Getting pretty greedy out there, Cubs fan, but congrats to him. Um, and I heard, I don't can't confirm it, but I heard that the Cowboys pick six potentially could have swung that million dollars uh, there at the end, which of course was the final play of the uh, of the slate. And if that's the case, I've been in your shoes, my man. Uh, little Dustin Johnson putt uh, out there at the U.S. Open, three footer, gonna make it like eighty percent of the time, ninety percent of the time, and yeah, yeah, that one sucks. So uh, I don't want to give you a sucks to be you because. You know, that's not nice. But uh, better luck next time. But, you know, the crazy thing is, and I'm looking at DraftKings now this week, they lowered the total prize pool again. We got a $3 million prize pool with $1 million going to first place. I mean, I didn't play the Millie Maker this week for that reason. I just thought that it's, 
too top heavy of a payout. And I again, I'm not maybe the guy to be commenting because I don't have the data to show it, but I don't understand how that's good for the ecosystem to be having one million dollars come out for a first place prize. That's all that money. I mean, like you literally are going to have 99% of that money be taken out of the ecosystem from one person in one contest. And that accounts for a third of that total prize pool. And uh, I really wish that they would, you know, maybe either scale it back, make it a half million dollars on 300K. Nobody's going to, you know, not play it because you can't win a million dollars. And I know they think there's a marketing draw there, and there definitely is early in the season. But, you know, I personally am surprised that they haven't pivoted off that or maybe just run it every couple of weeks to uh, drive the people who can, you know, chase satellite seats and tickets to get into that uh, so you can make it a more appealing prize pool. But I can't play something that's got a third of the payout to first place on a $3 million tournament. I mean, that's hard to win anyway. And then when you see it and you finish, like, I'm curious how much that swung because I'll have to double check on that because if that's true, that play potentially cost that dude like 990,000 because if you finish 10th place, I think 10th place was like 10 grand on that. And you're probably saying, well, that's not bad for $20. Yes, but... On a fluky last interception return to swing potentially 990K would be incredible. So I don't know for sure that that happened, but a little birdie put that in my ear that it could have on that uh, on that final uh, Dallas pick six and uh, that afternoon game. So uh, craziness, craziness that is daily fantasy. Well, let's get into base- or basketball for tonight. And by the way, best World Series I've ever seen. And I'm not a big baseball postseason guy. I'm not really even a sports postseason guy. Like, I'm a daily fantasy player who grinds regular season fantasy sports. And I really haven't watched a much of the playoffs at all outside of the last couple of games of the World Series. And I've been absolutely blown away. It's totally awesome. So uh, watch it if you're not. But let's get to uh, basketball for tonight, because that's what you're tuning in for. You want some help on building your lineup. So uh, let's break it down for you. We'll start at the point guard spot today. And uh, not a whole lot of, you know, big payups. There's nobody over like 10K over on uh, on FanDuel today. Uh, I think the highest price guy we've got is Curry at 9-4. And uh, Damian Lillard is uh, 9-3. I don't see those guys as being my top spends on the day, so I'm probably not going to go there. We do have some value at this position, and when you got guys like Anthony Davis in an extreme pace-up game, uh, James Harden against a, a team in Philadelphia who's absolutely dominated, uh, those are going to be my top targets over these guys, even if they're a little bit cheaper today. Again, tournament lineups, you can say anything goes, potentially, um, especially when you talk about you know trying to get a unique lineup build, but uh, for cash games today, uh, I'm going to pay up for those guys. And uh, let's start with uh, the value that we've got out here. Jared Jack back into the starting lineup for the New York Knicks, and uh, he's 4.2K over on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he's 4,300. Fantasy Draft, he's 9K. 
and uh, playing 33 minutes last game against Cleveland in a game that they won on the road. Uh, he's not going to lose that starting spot. They've played just fine with him in there, and uh, he's been productive at 23 and 25 FanDuel points. It's not great, but at 4,200, it's pretty much making value, and his shot has not been great. One of eight uh, just yesterday, but when you dish out nine assists, grab some boards, he's had seven, five, three, nine. You know, he's a pretty active player, always has been. It's just about opportunity, and it appears to be there. But uh, you got to be a little bit careful, though, because uh, Frankie N, uh, Nicolina, uh, he's back, and he's starting to play some minutes as well um, the last couple of games, and actually playing pretty well in them. I don't know if he's a fantasy contributor yet, 37 on DraftKings, 39 on FanDuel, but uh, 16, 22 minutes with 18 and 18 fantasy points. So pretty impressed so far by his production. I just don't know if he's fantasy viable. You just worry at what point in time do they move him ahead of Jared Jack. I don't think they do that coming off a nice win, but this could be a big letdown spot here against Denver after that big emotional win against the Cavs on the road. And man, what a train wreck that is. Uh, so he presents tremendous value today. You've got J.J. Barea as well, but a tougher matchup here against Utah. Slowed down in pace. His minutes are consistent. He's a chucker. Uh, 23 minutes, 12 shots. Uh, 24 minutes, 10 shots. And usually does enough in the other categories to uh, make it worth your while. Uh, 43 on both the main sites, and Fantasy Draft is sitting at 83. He could be in play over on Fantasy Draft when you consider that salary at 8300 it's a pretty cheap price tag. Uh, Jared Jack, for example, I believe is 9K. So I, I think there's a great case to be made for playing him on uh, Fantasy Draft over um, over Jared Jack. Uh, but on FanDuel, um, same price. Uh, probably might go Jack considering he is the starter. Uh, and then the other value guy, Patrick Beverly. Again, pace-up game against Golden State here for him. He's obviously played them a whole bunch, and I, you know, his minutes are just completely locked in right now, which we love. 36, 34, 42, uh, playing a ton, and he does enough. You know, he fills up the stat sheet, steals, blocks, assists, rebounds, does it all. So, uh, yeah, I think Patrick Beverly's absolutely in play today uh, on DraftKings and FanDuel. 5,900, I'd probably give a little bit of an edge there on FanDuel looking at the salaries. Uh, the middle tier guys for us, Kyle Lowry, loved him against the Lakers the other day. He didn't disappoint, gave me a 40-burger, gave me the triple-double, but still didn't score at the clip that I think he can. You know, obviously he got there, um, you know, filling up the stat sheet in all the categories, which we know he's always had the ability to do, but still 4 of 14 shooting, 5 of 18 shooting, 3 of 11 shooting. His shot has not been there yet and he's not even getting to the free throw line I mean look at this zero three zero two three that's all the free throws he has shot so far this season so uh, if he's giving you a 46 burger with 11 points uh what's he gonna do when he you know hits his career average which is I think right around 20 or so so uh, I'm back on Lowry today just too cheap today at 7500 on FanDuel 76 on DraftKings 14-3 on Fantasy Draft uh, I think he's in play on all formats uh, definitely on FanDuel, I think, at that salary. Uh, Jeff Teague's popping here a little bit. Uh, I don't like him against Miami here. Uh, I know he played pretty well the other day. Uh, had 38-31 in each of the last two games. The usage 
has been up. Minutes have been super strong, 37 and 28. Um, I guess on DraftKings at 6K, you could consider him. But uh, I don't think that's where I want to spend my money tonight. Uh, you got Kyrie Irving against the Spurs at 8,200. Really lowest total of the day here today uh, at 193. Uh, I don't think he's a core play for me at all. I mean, you can play him in GPPs, but he's really, you know, he's scoring okay, but he's really not doing enough in all the categories to make it worth your while. Like, I think he's going to be fine playing at 8,200 in, you know, even matchups or, you know, faster-paced games, but that's not where he's at today. So for that reason, it's going to be a pass for me. Dragic is kind of interesting at 69. DVP-wise, you've got a Minnesota team that is not particularly great. And uh, I think they rank about 28th. And we look at Dragic, the shots are there. 15, 16, 16, 13, 19. The one thing he hasn't done as well as we, we'd come to expect, really, is the assist numbers. 4, 1, 6, 3, 6. He's better than that. And steals and blocks hasn't had a whole lot of production there. So I feel like um, there's better games to be had for him. I think he's got 40 fantasy point games in them. And against Jeff Teague, this isn't the worst matchup on the board. I don't think we're going to have Whiteside again today. So I don't mind Dragic for GPP. And one value guy I got to talk about here too as well is Jamal Murray at 47. And I think there's an argument to be made that maybe he's even a, uh, a more elite play than Jared Jack just because... He doesn't appear to really have that competition for minutes uh, that uh, I think that Jack will. I mean, Moutier is sitting there, but I think they want Murray to be that guy. And look at his usage. He's been at 20% at twenty usage or, or higher in every game and 26 or higher in three of the pa- in each of the last three games and put up a 39-spot uh, fantasy point game last time out where he uh, made some shots. Again, 8 of 14, 8 of 8, got aggressive. Now, that was the nut matchup. It was versus Brooklyn. You should be doing that. This is a long road trip for them. So there's definitely a little concern. Third game in four nights for them as well here against the Knicks. Uh, so there's a little bit of you know dead legs kind of concern. I know you're like, it's early in the season. Why should we worry about it? Well, we should worry about it because it does still matter. So um, I like him a good bit, though. Um, I think, you know, again, 4700 on FanDuel. Uh, let's see, DraftKings, he's sitting at 5K. Fantasy Draft at 10-6. So he's priced up on those spots just a little bit more than I would uh, prefer. Uh, I don't mind a Damian Lillard and um, Kyle Lowry kind of back and forth potential game here. I mean, Lillard's going to chuck. He's going to get to the bucket. He can rebound. He can do everything. So uh, I'm fine with him in that format. I don't think he's a one-off for me. Uh, Probably a much better play on DraftKings. We get him 600 cheaper than on FanDuel. 16K on Fantasy Draft is not unplayable either. Okay, let's move on to shooting guard. And I can tell you what's going to happen right now, okay? And I'm still going to do it. But, you know, it only made all the sense in the world for Tim Hardaway to come out and have a 50 fantasy point day on a Sunday. Because, you know, us daily grinders, we're playing football on Sunday. We're not playing basketball on Sunday. And we've rostered this guy day in and day out because he's supposed to be one of their more explosive scorers. That's what they signed him to do. And he hadn't done it all season long. It only makes sense that he did it on a Sunday. So, you know, now we look at it and say, oh, okay, he's coming off a 50-point game. The sites didn't account for that when they did the salaries for this algorithm, so he's still cheap. 
Uh, I'm going to roster Tim Hardaway because I need some value, and this is a great position to do it. And he's probably going to come back and, and fire out another, you know, 15 to 20 fantasy point game, and we're going to be all ticked off about it. Uh, if Even if he gets to 20, that's better than he'd been the first four games of the season. So, uh, you know, am I going to go back there? I might, just because he presents tremendous value here. And I don't mind this matchup versus Denver. We talked a little bit about the slow, the uh, the the legs issue that could be there with it being a road game three and four nights. Um but the salary at 4300 on FanDuel is probably just way too good to ignore on that side, especially where you have to roster two uh, shooting guards. On Yeah, I mean, on, even on DraftKings at 4900 Fantasy Draft is 10k. That's really cheap over there. It's the same salary as Jared Jack. So uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., I- I'm probably going to play him. And then tomorrow's podcast, I'm going to come on here and I'm going to be like uh, – yeah, I'm telling you what not to do, and then I do it anyway, and um, here I am, and I lost money. So, we'll see. But I, I think just the roster construction, he kind of fits today. You look at other players in that price range, like who else do we want? Uh, I've seen some arguments uh, or some places pop for uh, J.J. Redick today, but he was out on Saturday with a back injury, so I don't even know if he's going to play 8,400 on fantasy draft. That's a really low number on him. So if he would go, I don't hate him at that salary. He's had 20 fantasy points or more in three of the four games he's played this season. 16 shots in two of the games. And uh, yeah, like if he goes, that's a really cheap price tag over there on fantasy draft. Uh, James Harden, uh, I love him against Philly. He usually dominates his team. And uh, at 11K, you know, he just fills it up. He's Basically playing the role he did last year. Get him into your lineups today. Lou Williams, 4,600. Another potential value play if you want to uh, maybe swerve off of Tim Hardaway Jr. You just, is he going to do enough in the minutes that he's on the floor? Golden State, there's a case to be made. Maybe he will finally because this is up-tempo. They're going to need the scoring. Uh, but he hasn't really flashed too much of it. So I think there's some risk in that one. Uh, Gary Harris is a guy I know who had... People had higher expectations for, but uh, he really hasn't reached them. And his problem is he doesn't do a whole lot besides score. And he's not even like an elite scorer. But the minutes are rock solid. He's been over 30 every game so far this year. Last two games, 13 shots in each of those. But he follows it off with one rebound, three assists, and three steals. Three rebounds, three assists, two steals. You wish he could do a little bit more. But at 5,500 on FanDuel... 56 on DraftKings, 12-8 on Fantasy Draft. I think on FanDuel, the double shooting guard spot, there's a little bit better argument to be made for him just based on that he's locking in the minutes and uh, hopefully some of those other stats can jump up a little bit. Uh, you know, Clay is seemingly underpriced here at 6,900 against the Clippers. He's been outstanding this year. I mean, uh, he's under 7K. And he's gone uh, 38 fantasy points or more one, two, three times this year. Been under 20 only twice, or under 30 only twice. Feels like a real safe spot for him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he's fine. Love Clay Thompson tonight if you can make him work. Uh, let's see. Uh, not a whole uh, – Jeremy Lamb again against Memphis. Uh, not my favorite matchup here. But, man, those people who played him against Houston the other day, they were on the money. And uh, you know what? He's a guy that just really was waiting for opportunity, and it's kind of showed up here. 40 and 32 
FanDuel points in each of the last two games, 61 on DraftKings uh, and Fantasy Draft 10-3. Feeling like he's definitely in play on Fantasy Draft at that number. FanDuel's got him juiced up a little bit at 65, so he's not a gimme there. DraftKings is probably right on the number. Feels like the best value for him today is going to be over on Fantasy Draft. So uh, definitely a guy to consider over there. Uh, And I think that is... All I'm looking at here, Ginobili is so cheap today, but I can't play Manu Ginobili. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, let's move on to small forward. And, yes, we've got Kevin Durant, but I don't know if it's a Durant game here against the Clippers. I mean, it's always a Durant game. The salary's nice at 10-3, but uh, I really like Jimmy Butler again. I kind of called the breakout the other night, and uh, and he gave you, what, 40 fantasy points. He finally got to that free throw line. We knew it was happening. He took 13 free throws that day, had taken three, the three previous. You know, was 7 of 10 shooting, so didn't go crazy with the shot. Um, But five boards, seven assists. He hasn't even really peaked on steals and blocks yet. So Jimmy Butler still, I think, too cheap at 7,200 on DraftKings, AK on FanDuel, and 14.8 on Fantasy Draft. Like, I feel on FanDuel, he's an $8,500 player, so there's a little bit of meat on that bone, and on DraftKings, probably like $8,200 players. So uh, I feel like there's a lot of meat on that bone. So uh, I'm willing to go back there, and you'll learn meat on that bone is one of my favorite terms when it comes down to basketball analysis. Uh, Jonathan Simmons against New Orleans. Huge pace-up game, huge total in this one. Uh, Be careful here. Like, I like him a lot. Like, he played well in the preseason, Played pretty well at spots during this year. Uh, last game, he was unbelievable. Uh, 9 for 15. But uh, Jonathan Isaac uh, was sick that game and didn't play. And that's the only reason that I can see that the minutes ticked up 10 minutes higher. I mean, he played well. 9 of 15, 6 of 9 free throws, 4 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals, a block. I mean, that's the perfect line right there for this guy. But can he replicate it? if he's in that same role before, and I don't know that he can. 4,400 on DraftKings, 42 on FanDuel, 9,100 on Fantasy Draft. Nice salary on him there. Um, I, if Isaac is out, I all you know, all aboard the Simmons train. No question about it. Um, if Isaac's playing, a little less enthusiastic, but the salary is still really cheap on a day that we're looking for some value. Uh, Josh Richardson... At 5,500, uh, he's had some good games for sure. And my worry here is he's going to get Jimmy Butler defense. Andrew Wiggins isn't a terrible defender. Uh, and he's not shown a ton of consistency here. That's my worry with him. But at that salary, 5,100 on DraftKings, 55 on FanDuel, and 10-4 on Fantasy Draft, like he can provide you with really you know, safety in minutes, 35, 33, 36, 37. That's got to be some of the highest we've got in the league right now. So um, his salary is still reasonable enough to have him in play for us tonight. Uh, let's see. Gallinari against Golden State. Let me do a quick, I know it's it's a little bit uh, different situation because he was on uh, – Denver last year. I want to see what he did against Golden State last season here. Danilo Gallinari. Uh, all right, one game he went uh, 19 and eight with four assists, two steals, gave you a what 37 FanDuel point game, 
And then the other game, uh, not so hot. 26 minutes, only 13 FanDuel points. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes him probably a GPP option at best for me uh, if I'm looking at him. But I kind of like the salary today in a pace-up situation. 5,900 on DraftKings. Fantasy draft, he's at 11K. On FanDuel, 6,200. I don't hate him, especially if you're fair and balancing lineups and you're not grabbing scrubby guys. Uh, I think he's in play. Covington played really well last time against Houston. Pace-up game. He's fine, but the price is rising on him a little bit. Let's see what he is on DraftKings because they hated him earlier in the year, and he's still a little bit cheaper at 6K over there versus 64 on FanDuel, and the 11-9 number on Fantasy Drafts probably more than I'm willing to pay on him today. Uh, Okay, other plays for us at this position. Again, I love Jimmy Butler. Dylan Brooks, 3,700 for Memphis. Uh, DraftKings, 4K. Fantasy Draft, 7,200, like free over there. Question is, like, I mean, the numbers are all right. 3,700 is really cheap. 28, 24, 27, 21, 32. The matchup versus Charlotte's fine. Um, can he do enough? Can he get us to 22 fan, FanDuel points or 25 DraftKings points? I don't know. Uh, he did it that opening game against New Orleans, but New Orleans playing at a crazy fast tempo. Uh, he's probably worth a risk uh, in in GPPs. I don't know that I can put him in cash games because he's been all over the map, and I don't think there's an injury there that's going to change any opportunity for him. So that's kind of my worry on him for today. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much uh, all I got at this position. So I think it's Butler. I think it's Simmons, potentially. I think it's Brooks, potentially. Um Gallinari, Covington, and I didn't even talk about Harrison Barnes at 6,100. You don't love this matchup anytime you go on the road in Houston. That's just not a good spot at all. But 5,300 for him on DraftKings. FanDuel, he is at uh, 6,100. And, you know, he's giving you, what, 34, 38 DraftKings points in each of the last two. I think, you know, they he needs to be a primary scorer for them. And he has been the last couple of games. And, again, minutes, another guy. He's going to be... A league leader this year, 37, 37, 36, 38, 38, 30, 31. He is just killing it in that department. Minutes usually equal money, especially when you jack up 17 and 20 shots like he has each of the last two games. So I think people will stay away from it because it's a Utah, a road game, lowish total, but I don't think he's the worst play on the board today. Okay, let's get it to power forward. And man, I'm still... I can't understand Paul Millsap. I know he's a better player than what we've seen. And I guess he broke out against Brooklyn. I didn't play uh, yesterday. So, you know, shame on me. Feels like all the guys that have screwed me so far this year played yesterday, the day I didn't play. Um, So uh, we'll see if maybe that can get things going a little bit for him. I mean, again, Denver versus Brooklyn is a is just an elite spot. He didn't shoot the ball great. Five for 14. And that's been a big problem. Five for 14. Six for 12 is fine. Um, but the rebounding numbers, 11 finally got there. Assists at five. Gave you three blocks. So, you know, if, he, if you believe he can do that, you know, at 7K on DraftKings and even better, I mean, FanDuel at 6,600, it's hard not to play him versus the Knicks here today. So I'll probably be back on the Paul Millsap train again because I think he's more talented than that salary is set up. 
Anthony Davis against Orlando. Dude should absolutely eat in this matchup. I, I can't really see him not. Uh, can he get us to 60? I don't. Why? Why not? Like he's literally done it every single game he's played. You know, a normal number of minutes. Uh, 61, 66, 67, 52. I mean, he just fits this new scoring as well on FanDuel because he feels like you're going to get at minimum four blocks or assists or blocks or steals a game. And, you know, that's 12 points before you even count account for all the rebounding and scoring that he does. So uh, I'm all aboard Anthony Davis again today. I normally am. Uh, we've got uh, Draymond Green here at 7,600 against the Clippers. Let's take a quick look at... Draymond's history um, against the Clippers this past season um, because he's a guy who hasn't really fulfilled his potential, I feel, this year from a statistical side of things. And, yeah, not great this past year or so. Um, 18 minutes, 7, 6, 4, and 2. 25 minutes, 5, 5, 5, 2. Um, and then did have one 22, 5, 4, and 2 games. So, Probably not the spot for me to be rolling Draymond, although I feel like he's always in play for us in GPPs because he can fill up some of those ancillary stats, which normally he does, but hasn't really done that a ton this year. Um, you know, one block, zero steals, three blocks, zero steals, two and one, two and one, two and one. I mean, this is a guy who would have like seven steals or six blocks in a game from time to time and just hasn't materialized yet. So pace up game. It's cheap, cheap enough to put in, in lineups for GPPs. I don't see him in my cash game lineup today. Uh, James Johnson at 67 uh, against Minnesota. He's all right. Again, playing a pile of minutes. I don't love this matchup here against Carl Anthony Towns, Taj Gibson. Um, probably not looking at James Johnson on that salary. Looks a little too expensive. What, 6600 uh, 6, over on... DraftKings as well, so uh, or 6,800 on DraftKings, so definitely probably not playing him there. Uh, we got Blake at 9,500 um, against Golden State, and I'm a little more open to playing Blake Griffin here because he's super steady, uh, right? Or going to get you in the 40s for sure, and I love that consistent production in a pace-up game here versus Golden State. DeAndre Jordan has not played well against Golden State, so I'm fine to go to uh, to Blake Griffin here. Is he? 2K better than Aaron Gordon against New Orleans? I'm not sure. Um, problem with New Orleans, they don't play any defense. They're just really bad. And Aaron Gordon's really stepped up his game so far this season. Uh, 13 or more shots in three of the four games he's played. Nine reborn, rebounds or more in three of the four games he's played. And last time out, gave you two steals, two blocks. Tough matchup against Anthony Davis. Could result in foul trouble, which is something I'm a little bit concerned about. Um... I'll have him in my tournament pool, but I don't think he's quite uh, a cash game play for us. Uh, let's keep digging here. Where's the guy? Where's the... Um, yeah, I want to talk about this power forward here that I think is kind of interesting. From a value standpoint, you got a couple of guys here to talk about. Taj Gibson at 44. Finally broke out, played 36 minutes, 16-8-3-1-2. Monster game for him. Uh I don't think it's impossible for him to replicate it here against Miami, who probably aren't, is not going to have Whiteside today. So uh, I think he's fine today at 4,400. 4, but how about the play of Pascal Sycam there for the Raptors? Now, we got to take a look and see what happens 
with Valanchunas. Because Valanchunas plays and you just forget about it. And he is traveling with the team. So I think there's a good chance he could play in this game. But if he doesn't, Saikam, last two games, 24 and 21 minutes, not huge. Scored you 18 and 20 points, gave you 31 fan, uh, fan duel points and 24 at 4,300 over there. So um, just kind of be alert on what can, you know, what potentially can happen there. Uh, we finally had a good Marvin Williams game. He's a guy who usually thrives when we have some injuries, but got together against Orlando. I mean, here's your reason to play Anthony Davis. If Marvin Williams is going to give you 36 FanDuel points. What's Anthony Davis going to do? Like, he's going to absolutely just terrorize that team today. Uh, Luke Mute. I think he's interesting as well here against Philadelphia. Gave you 21 FanDuel points that day. Followed up with a 37-burger against Charlotte. And he's played 30 minutes in three consecutive games. Uh, so he's getting lots of run. He's only 3,800 over on FanDuel. So I think he's uh, a guy you got to consider here today in that matchup. And I certainly will be doing that. I saw Dario Saric moved into the starting lineup uh, the other day and gave you 12 real-life points but didn't do much else besides that. But um, if he would start again today, I'm really not against using him at this just bargain basement price. 44 on DraftKings, FanDuel at 37, 8,700 on Fantasy Draft. He might be a cash game play in FanDuel if he draws the start. And I'm not going to be afraid after that last game. This is a big tempo up game versus Houston. Anybody who rostered this guy at the end of last year saw this guy has major, major talent, can fill up the stat sheet in numerous um, categories. So keep your eye on that one. That's one to monitor today. Uh, 9,300 for Ben Simmons seems too much for me. Um, obviously can fill it up. He's been incredible so far this season. 54, 43, 49. Um, I just don't know if he fits the bill. I don't think you can make him and Davis work together, but he's been absolutely outstanding today. Uh, last game against Houston, you know, 43 fan duel points. That's good, but like at 9,300, I don't even know if that's good enough. So, uh, that's one of the reservations I have about using him. Aldridge too expensive for me. Porzingis against Denver. Eh. I mean, had that monster game versus Cleveland, had a monster game against Brooklyn, had that complete nutter dud against Boston. But if we throw that Boston game out, he's been averaging about 50, uh, FanDuel points a game, um, 84 on DraftKings, a little bit more easy to handle there. I think he's, you know, that's a very stackable game versus Denver because you got Jokic, you got Murray. Um, if you want to play that way, you can. I don't think he's a cash game play today. If you're playing Davis, I don't think he can be. If you're not playing Davis, then maybe he potentially is. Uh, all right, let's get to the last spot center. And yes, DeMarcus Cousins is really, really good. And it doesn't seem like there's a huge drop. Obviously, there's a drop off when Anthony Davis is in there versus when he is out. I mean, he put up that epic 80 point game, but he followed it up with another one where he only took five less shots, uh, gave you a triple double. And it's just like literally the entire usage of this team runs through Cousins and. Anthony Davis. I mean, it's fun to watch for fantasy for sure, but you're talking 12K on that guy. I, I can't do it. Um, I'll tell you who's popping again for me, and he's not really popping in our projections here, is Ennis Cantor. Now, Denver right now ranks pretty high in DVP. They're number two, 
But Cantor, we've been dreaming for him to play 30 minutes in a game, and he just did that. And he's 5.6, and they won against Cleveland. I think that's a good matchup for him. I don't think they 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 match up particularly great, but man, we've been waiting for this to happen. It's finally happening. We should roster this guy. He sucks at defense, and he's the exact reason why you're playing on, you know, fantasy draft or DraftKings. You're probably looking at Nikola Jokic and being like, yeah, this guy can absolutely eat today. But at 5,600, man, that's just too cheap for me. I think he's cash game playable because you know he's going to put up, he's going to put up numbers. He always does. Uh, Howard's finally priced where he should be, so I'm going to be off of him against Memphis. We've seen Marcus all be absolutely a monster this season, and not really surprising. You take Zebo out of the mix, and uh, he's doing it all. Always has been just a fun player to watch. Even last game, one of eight from the field, six real life points. Didn't kill your lineups, gave you 33 fantasy points. So he's probably a preferred spend if I'm going somewhere. Uh, Embiid at 8K, he's fine, I guess. Probably a little revenge on his mind against Clint Capella, who had 20 rebounds the last game. He had he faced off against this Philadelphia team, and you know, he was a lot cheaper that day. Let's take a look. He was, uh, let's see, Capella against Philly. I guess he's not a lot cheaper. He was 7,200 that day on FanDuel. On DraftKings, he was 6,200. Now he's 67 and 75. So... Uh, if you think he can get back to that level and just dominate the glass, he gave you 54 fantasy points. He was in every tournament-winning lineup. That's fine. But I also think Philadelphia will come in and potentially adjust a little bit to this. I mean, they do struggle versus centers. Um, and beat again, he's not playing like 30 minutes. He's not going to be on the, the court the entire time that Capella is there. But he's also a guy who likes to play with a little chip on his shoulder. So uh, I'm probably not playing Capella at that number. I'll be curious to see what uh, the Capella Whisper Andy Means has to say on Crunchime today. He usually pegs him right on the money. Um, one somewhat underpriced guy to look at is Nurkic here today against Toronto at 6.9, especially if Valanchunas is out. Uh, just the minutes are not locked in for him, and uh, that's the worry I have. I'd rather go down and save 1000 and get my boy Ennis Cantor if I'm going to kind of go that route today. Uh, so there you go. That is your rundown of what I think potentially could happen today in NBA. Obviously, a lot of injuries and guys resting can change that. So make sure you check us out on our live blog feature. It's for premium members. You can find it over on Lineup HQ. Uh, Notorious always jumps in and uh, chirps his favorite plays uh, based on the news throughout the day. So it's a nice little compliment to the free grind down that we have. And then uh, Meansy and Roth will have uh, crunch time. Glad they're back because it is a tough show to do. I had to do it last Friday. Uh, and those guys do a great job on that. 30 minutes before roster lock. Our typical Roto Grinders, uh, Grinders Live schedule should be set for today. And uh, we'll be back on the podcast tomorrow. You can also catch the Siege and Stevie on the Morning Grind. Subscribe to that one. And if you're a football guy, you know where to find it. Daily Fantasy Football Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, all those different places. And uh, consume the content. It's good for you. Make you a better player. But we're done for today. Thanks so much for listening. Talk again tomorrow. And we will see ya. 
Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card. And after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa. So I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 